Hello, and welcome to the Martin Take. I will be comparing the Bridge Pro keyboard and the Bridge Pro Plus to the Apple Magic Keyboard for iPad Pro. So let's get started here. I recently posted a review a couple days ago on um, my website, the Martin Take. Um, and in there, I go through my whole review of the uh, new Magic Keyboard. I'm going to use that as a loose outline for today to to give us a starting point uh, from which to go here. Um, so let's dive into it. Bridge has been making keyboards for quite a while. Uh, they've been making them for different uh, Windows, uh, like Surface tablets and such, um, but now they have started making them, uh, I think a couple years back now, for the uh, Apple iPads as well. In June at WWDC, Apple released iPad OS, and in that, uh, there was an accessibility feature uh, that gave us uh, trackpad support for the iPad in a very rough uh, way that um, was hidden from the average user, which was probably good because it wasn't the best. Um, it basically replaced um, your touch inputs with a on-screen finger, basically. It was a round circle um, with a dot in the center that looked very much like something you would see in a test build. It wasn't didn't look very polished, um, but you could use it just like a finger on screen, uh, so you could tap on things and such. But uh, like say you wanted to close an app, um, there was nothing like a gesture control or um, or anything like that, like they have on the new trackpad and such. But uh, you would have to physically go down to the home button, click and grab it, and slide up just like you would with a finger. So um yeah it it was it worked but it was not great um but anyway bridge decided that even with that limited support that they would uh, make a keyboard called the bridge pro plus um for the ipad pros um and they announced that sometime i think in the fall uh but then it was supposed to be released um in uh, early 2020 um so then we got to 2020 and there have been a couple reviews of um, early production models or pre-production models of the Bridge Pro Plus, and everyone seemed pretty positive about it. Um, as it got closer time, uh, they ended up pushing back the ship date, uh, which had been, I think, uh, late February, and they ended up pushing it back uh, to March, and then a little later they pushed it back into April, um, I believe due to COVID affecting China first. So while we still hadn't really felt the a full brunt of it um it had messed with the uh production lines in, in china already because they had been dealing with it since like chinese new year and such um so anyway in that uh, lull of time uh in march uh, actually late march uh apple announced the new ipad pro 2020 edition um with some light updates to it mostly to the camera and such um but then with that um uh, they announced the uh, magic trackpad um, that would be released in May they said that's all they had said they didn't say when in May just May um, so that looked really promising and a lot of people started canceling their bridge uh, pre-orders I was really torn um, because the bridge one was quite a bit cheaper I thought it looked like a really cool design but also Apple's one looked really polished and of course a floating iPad made it really enticing but anyway to to kind of get to the point here um i ended up um moving out of my house and my new house and it was going to do some renovations and realized that i really needed to have a laptop configuration for my ipad as i would temporarily not have a desk to do my bluetooth keyboard and ipad stand set up 
Um, so I ended up buying, I ended up canceling my pre-order of the Bridge Pro Plus um, as I had, well, as I was somewhat thinking that I would probably like Apple's one better. Um, and so I canceled that and ordered Bridge's previous keyboard. Uh, I think it's called the Bridge Pro. Um, that was just, it was the same, basically the same form factor as far as the base, um, except it just didn't have a trackpad on it. It had a, a keyboard, uh, but no trackpad. Um, so I got that and tried that out a little bit, really liked it. Um, it was heavy for sure. And at the time I was hoping that, uh, Apple's keyboard would be lighter than it since Apple's was able to, uh, hinge and float over the keyboard. So the center of balance would actually be farther forward instead of out the back. Um, whereas the bridge one, as soon as you tilt back, you're pivoting off the very la very end point. So you need at least as much weight as the iPad to hold it, uh, balanced. So I was kind of tentatively hoping that Apple's would be lighter and I knew Apple's wouldn't need a battery, uh, since it wasn't Bluetooth, since it was using the dot connector, whereas bridges was Bluetooth. Um, and batteries weigh quite a bit. So I was tentatively hoping for that as well. As we all found out that Apple actually um, uh, made pre-orders available of the uh, Magic Keyboard um, in late uh, April here um, and then started shipping them the week or week and a half, I think, roughly before May. So uh, they actually beat their ship date, which was very surprising. Um, but anyway, I ended up pre-ordering one of the Magic Track Packs right away, um, got that, and started testing that. I've had it for a little over a week now. Um, and so I've, I've made my uh, Magic Keyboard review already, and I've, I've really went all over the place with this. Um, there's a lot of things I like, and a lot of just not quite being sure what the best thing is. And then, I mean, we, I don't think I'm going to get into this today, but some thoughts about what the surface design is and having that kickstand design that's integrated into the device, which makes it lighter overall, uh, cause it doesn't need to have like this whole wraparound case, like the iPad, the magic keyboard does. Um, and there's just, yeah, there's aspects of each one that are good. Like the, the surface style, um, one isn't near as good on the lap because it's not a stable, but yeah, it's it's a hard. There's yeah, there's just a lot of different things. So anyway, let's let's look at the the Bridge Pro Plus versus the Magic Keyboard here. Um, so the first thing of note is looking at materials. Um, I noted in my review of the Magic Trackpad that the material seems to be like a rubbery silicone polyurethane. I don't know what the, what it is. It's a soft touch like rubberish based uh, material that it it feels nice, um, but I'm. <laughs> I'm kind of concerned about the long-term shape of the material. Um, I I feel like if it does get scratched, it's going to be permanent and it's not going to... I just have this fear in the back of my head that it's going to tear in some way. I don't know if it can. I, I don't know if it's... Yeah, I don't know if it's a top material or if it's a coating or what it is. Um, but anyway, I'm a little concerned about that. I also feel like the palm area could collect like palm grease i don't know like it it's looking good right now and like it does get dusty and it does get dirty just like a like a silicone case from applewood um but it does clean pretty easily so i'm mean, I'm just kind of torn on that i i think it looks nice apple's been doing this for a few years now with their cases but i i think looking if we want to compare to the bridge uh the bridge pro and plus models um 
having a full aluminum body case feels really premium. It feels really nice. Uh, but I don't know if it looks right on the iPad because the iPad should be differentiated from the MacBooks. And so that, again, is I feel kind of torn both ways on that. Like, it looks really cool because it makes it look like a laptop with that aluminum body and everything. But at the same time, it's an iPad. It doesn't need to look like a MacBook. It can be its own thing. And the advantage with the Apple's Magic Trackpad is just how thin they can make it. And if you did aluminum, you'd have run into issues because the aluminum has to be thinner than like this um, rubbery material they have on it. So they can hide more underneath the structure of it. So I feel like like literally engineering-wise, when designing these cases, there's some give and take there. But uh, first off, I would kind of chalk it up to a win for the bridge in the two different case designs we have here, not considering different alternative case designs. That's about all I really have to say on materials. I mean, it's just a real toss up there with their, they're very different, very different um, things. And they can't really be compared completely together, except that they're in cases that do similar things. Um, so they have to be compared. So I don't know. I'll, I really have to think about that more. If the magic trackpad or the magic keyboard um, ends up lasting really well, then I would say that's better because it enables Apple to make different decisions. Um, but if it does wear out quicker, I mean, it's a big deal because right now the way I'm using my iPad, like a laptop, it's a requirement. Um, and if that gets damaged, that's a $350 replacement part for my laptop uh, setup. So, it needs to last, uh, so we'll see what happens long term. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't really know if I have anything else to say on that. Um, anyway, uh, moving on, we have uh, the hinge design, which is, I mean, that's the big thing here um, that really makes these work together. Um, the bridge hinge, I've always thought, seems a little janky. Um, you have the two separately pivoting hinges. They feel really taunt. They have a very low grip surface on the iPad. It feels like you're going to bend it. Soon after you use it, like you get used to it and it feels normal and you don't even think about it as you open and close it. Um, but right at first, definitely it's like, it, it makes you a little concerned that you're going to you're gonna damage the iPad when you either put the iPad into the rubber um, uh, protective uh, hinge pieces or even as you uh, tilt it back and forth. Um, but overall, it's not bad. Uh, it's just, it's it's very annoying to move the iPad in and out of it. Um, but you do get the full range of uh, viewing angles. Uh, you have uh, 0 to 180. Like, uh, you have full viewing, and you have the benefit of being able to pop the iPad out, turn it around, and use it like a viewing surface, um, and limiting the... Um, the depth that the the device takes because the iPad bends in over the trackpad um, and then you can also doing that same thing um, if you have it flipped around you can tilt it down to a drawing uh, angle and use it like that it's not perfect because it's not like the hinge being at the bottom there means that you can press it flat but the hinges are very stiff so it's not too bad I would say I mean, yeah, it's not amazing, but it's not bad. Um, I actually had a 3D app that I did some uh, modeling of uh, my house when I was doing renovations. And I actually would flip it around, and I would have my hands on underneath it supporting it. Um, 
somewhat, uh, but I would uh, just use it as like a surface that I was manipulating um, with my hands to move furniture and walls around. And that worked really well. Um, it might be a very niche case, um, but it's just literally something I ran into in the world and the case suddenly worked perfectly for it, uh, that it in a way that was never even designed for, but had more options than say Apple's does. Um, so looking at the hinge on Apple's, uh, you have the two different hinges, the uh, main hinge at the bottom um, of the spine of the iPad um, opens up to a certain point at a slight angle, having the iPad still pushed over the keyboard area. Um, and that's really cool. It, it works well. As you flip it up, it locks into place. Um, and then the second hinge deploys as you push the iPad out further. It all works in one motion, opening and closing. Very good hinges overall. Um, feels like about the right amount of strength on those. Not sure how they'll last long term um, with being so finely tuned as they are. Uh, but I mean, you could say the same thing for the Bridges ones. Um, you just don't really know what the long term uh, quality of those is. Uh, but I, I feel pretty confident that they're protected well. And as long as they don't get a ton of dirt in them, I think they should be okay. Uh, but yeah, the Apple's one feels. The hinge feels more like an, a laptop hinge as far as the smoothness comparing it to like a MacBook. But on the Bridges case, it feels a lot more like a laptop just because of the form factor. Um, but yeah, but continuing with, with Apple's Magic Keyboard, the the hinges feel more like a MacBook as far as the premium feeling to them. They have a good weight to them. Um, but then you do have the issue of limited viewing angles. You have about, once it's opened, you have about a uh, 80 degree to 130 degree angle that you can put the iPad at, which is good for most laptop uses. Um, where you run into issues is if, uh, say it's sitting on your lap, um, and either you're taller or you have it closer to you. All that to say, I do feel like maybe 140 degrees. I don't know what it would take, how much more it would take, but a little more than you can currently get would be ideal to actually really, um, confidently say you can do almost all viewing angles you need uh, and then there's of course there's edge cases um, where you would want closer to 180 degrees um, not that you would need that I, I would have no problem if it had a little bit more and didn't go to 180 um, but it does still feel limited and I, I'm sure that if you bent it much further back it would off this uh, offset the center of gravity uh, an interesting thing about the cases kind of moving into the weight section is that Apple's keyboard weighs a little more than the um, iPad itself, um, and so does the Bridges. The Apple Magic Keyboard is a little bit more than the Bridge, but the weight distribution of that weight is completely different. Um, so for comparison's sake, let's just say they weigh the same. Let's just say they weigh a little more than the iPad's weight. So ignoring them being slightly different in weight, let's just say they weigh the same. The Apple Magic Keyboard's weight, uh, the distribution... I'm not sure if it's quite 50-50, but it'd be more so closer to 50-50. So you have a lot of weight in that spine hinge, which would be at the exact back of the iPad, centered between the top and bottom, um, as far as your weight distribution would go. But then you do have another hinge, plus um, some metal supports and magnets, which are dense uh, in that back part of the uh, iPad uh, cover. Um, then on the keyboard side uh, you have the keyboard and trackpad which don't weigh much and then there is metal support through that in some way um, and they're of similar thicknesses um, 
I think the the weight is split closer to 50 50. Um, so that means though when you put the iPad setup on, you have the full weight of the iPad at the back. You have half the weight of the trackpad at the back. You have about two thirds of the weight toward the back of the device. Now what Apple has done really well is that weight is perfectly centered um, because the keyboard is pushed over, or sorry, because the iPad is pushed over the keyboard area. Um, it balances on a small surface area and feels really strong there because it's really dense. Um, but that does mean, as you would say, be holding it on your lap and stretch your legs out more and drop the angle. It is, it can be pretty tippy um, as the center of gravity moves past. Um, but it does mean that you only need to have a small surface area at the back of the iPad for it to be supported. And even though you might not need, even though it might not be completely supported on the front, it's rigid enough um, on the front where the keyboard is that you can still kind of rest your hands on it and type uh, without it moving too much. So it feels very stable overall, and it's incredible, frankly incredible, how thin the keyboard and trackpad base is, and be as solid as it is. There's the track, there's the keyboard plus the uh, key travel. So there's nothing metal under that until you're underneath the key travel and everything. And it's still completely rigid. I don't I don't really know how they did that. It's kind of incredible. Um, but even with all of that said, it does change the way the weight is dis distributed. And even though it feels really nice and I like having the uh, iPad closer to me, which is really great for touch, which I think, I'm not sure if they purposely designed it that way, but I think it goes to show um, what how Apple thinks about the iPad. It's still a touch-first device. Um, and with the uh, iPad being that close to you, I still feel like I reach up and touch it a lot more than I would if I was on the bridge case where it's a little further back and it makes you feel like you're more on a laptop and like you shouldn't be touching the screen as much. Um, and because I'll even on the on the uh, Apple Magic Keyboard, I'll use the iPad on there and I'll go through and be using different uh, user interface things. Whereas I feel like if I was on the bridge one I wouldn't as much um, yeah but then looking at the bridge one as far as the weight distribution the weight so it's only one panel you don't have a back panel so all the weight is just on the lower half um, so it's like having an iPad clipped underneath an iPad um, but then that weight then is split evenly I, I would assume across the whole area of the device um, and it it makes the balance feel different. Um, the iPad always feels a little off balance because the iPad is always pulling at the keyboard trying to flip it over, but it can't quite because they're very close to the same weight. Whereas on the Magic Keyboard, because the iPad is suspended over the keyboard, it's putting its weight down on the keyboard and just pushing the keyboard down onto you harder. Uh, which makes it feel really stable when it's at the correct angles, but then really, really unstable once you get past a certain angle. And that's a very Apple way of doing it, where it feels perfectly, it feels perfectly stable in the correct conditions and orientation. But then when you edge outside of what Apple thinks is correct, then it completely falls apart. Whereas the bridge one has a lot more ability to be put on unstable surfaces, and as long as you have a hand resting on it, the weight of your hand offsets the uh, pull of the iPad and pulls it back into counterbalance, whereas the Magic Keyboard, even though it's the same idea, because the keys, the keyboard and trackpad are pushed so close to you, you can't rest your hand on it as easy because there's a smaller surface area of safe space for you to put your hand on it, um, whereas the 
a bridge keyboard, there's more space and it feels more relaxing to just kind of have your palms resting on the aluminum, which also I think to me feels nicer in the long term. Um, there's a lot of little nitpicks I could get into uh, about the way you rest your hands on the keyboard and stuff. I think I'm going to leave that out of here just because it's anecdotal to me and I still have not spent enough time with this device. And to be fair, I don't have the Bridge Pro Plus model, so I don't know what it would feel like having a trackpad on it yet too because that would fill up some of the air space where I feel like I rest my hands on stuff. We're going to move on and look at the keyboard itself. Um, so you have on the Bridge... Uh, model you have what feels like a pretty standard scissor switch um i enjoy a good typing keyboard but i'm not a huge keyboard guy and i don't do that much long form content as far as typing so it's not a huge deal to me um and i feel like i can adjust to any keyboard i've used big clunky uh keyboards and i've used well like the magic keyboard which is very low travel very sleek um and you can get used to all of them what I've learned is for sure I don't like uh, mushy keyboards. So high travel keyboards that don't have um, a crisp key press. So I definitely don't like those. But at work I use an Amazon Basics keyboard for my computer. And it's honestly fine for the most part. I can definitely tell that the scissor switches aren't as crisp on there. Um, and that's definitely noticeable. But the key travel feels fine. The key caps feel good. And the spacing is good on those. Uh, and so the bridge to me feels a, like a very similar setup to that with a much more premium switch on it. Um, but the, the gap between the keys and the key, the key shape and everything feels very good and, and feels similar to that uh, Amazon one. And I really like that feeling. Whereas the uh, Apple Magic Keyboard one feels very different and somewhat foreign to me, but that's really because I haven't used even MacBooks uh, that much. And I've hardly ever used Apple's uh, other Magic Keyboards, so I just don't have that much... Um, practice with them uh, but using the magic keyboard here the the low travel definitely stuck out to me i feel like if it was more travel i would feel a little better about it the keys even though they have a very crisp press um they feel really light i don't i don't know what it is but the keycaps themselves feel really light whereas the bridge one they feel a little more substantial um i would definitely say that apples has more stability uh as far as how stable the key press is, but that's really quite a small thing and it's kind of nitpicking at that point. Um, so I think if you like Apple keyboards, you'll love the Magic Keyboard. If you're coming from the PC area and you have more experience with more chunky keyboards, maybe you like the Bridge one more, I don't know. Um, I, I think I may grow to like the iPad one with time. I did some keyboard typing speed tests, and surprisingly, I was actually faster with the Apple one. I'm not sure if that's due to the low travel, um, but I was actually faster with it and made about the same amount of errors, but I was a little faster, and that's even that's after a very small amount of use with it. Um, so I think in the long term, I'll, I'll grow to like it more and, and probably prefer it long term just because I've heard how many people love Apple's keyboards. So... I feel like it may just be me adjusting to it and maybe in a half a year I won't be able to go to anything else because this will just feel so good to me. But I don't know. I think I think the low travel will always stick with me. Uh, but it does enable the, the keyboard case to be really thin, which is which is good, which is really good. Um, another thing to mention, actually talking about the thinness of them, is total the two devices are about the same thickness. So again, the weight is pretty close. The The Apple one is just a little bit heavier, um, but not that much heavier. 
and then the thickness and size in them is virtually the same. Um, yeah. And one uh, little quick uh, anecdote on the um, actual uh, mobility of the uh, of the keyboard cases. Something I noticed with Apple's, again, because of that whole um, floating design where the weight is all centered over one area, if you pick the uh, Apple keyboard up by the iPad, uh, which is actually very easy to do as um, the magnets are strong enough to, to easily hold the iPad in it while lifting the whole keyboard up with it, um, it feels lighter than if you pick the bridge one up by the keyboard area because the bridge one has that weight uh, distributed over the whole keyboard area. You're feeling more of the forces of it, whereas if you're picking up the iPad, you're kind of just picking up a dense weight, um, and it feels really balanced in your hand then. Now, if you pick up the Apple keyboard by the keyboard area, which you can do, it is strong enough, then it feels a little heavier than the bridge one because all that weight's pushed at the back, and it doesn't feel as stable in your hand. Anyway, just an odd thing that I noticed. Now, moving on to the trackpad. So I don't have the Bridge Pro Plus, so I don't ha I haven't tested that trackpad. From what I've heard, it's like the diving board style where it pivots, um, hinges off the top. So the click on it is not the same the whole way through. It has a little more click on the bottom than the top. Uh, and then at the very top, you can't click it. Um, I haven't used trackpads much, so I'm not sure how big a deal it is to not be able to click at the top, how often you'd actually run into that. And with tap to click, you wouldn't always have to be clicking anyway. Um, but that's just a difference between a third-party keyboard and the premium feel that Apple wants to go for. Uh, as their trackpad, you can click everywhere. It's a physical click. It feels pretty good. Again, I haven't had that much uh, time on uh, laptops before, so I haven't used that many trackpads. But of the trackpads I've used, the surface, air, the surface feels very good on the Magic trackpad, and the click feels very good. Um, but yeah, back to the bridge one. I haven't tested it, um, but I've heard that you can't click on the top area, which is a little bit of a downside, but again, not sure how big a deal that is. Um, the main issue with it, from what I've heard, is that the OS support isn't working correctly since Apple did the um, iPad OS update with the full cursor support, which we'll get to later, uh, back when they announced the 2020 iPad in March. Um, so the bridge one, I wish I would have a chance to try. Um, it is a bigger trackpad. Um, I think the width is similar, but it does have more depth, um, which I I would definitely like a little more depth. I feel like the width on the Magic Keyboard is good. Um, you know, more is better, but it's not bad, and, and too much more, and you would start taking up the palm rest area. Uh, but depth was definitely noticeable, especially when scrolling through web pages or trying to select uh, long blocks of text vertically. Um, I've ran out of trackpad more than once doing that. Um, so that's definitely something I've noticed. But overall, the Magic Trackpad is really good it works 100 percent of the time um has tap to click and everything which i prefer um but even using the physical click i like and uh, i'll use both um and we'll get to the gestures in ipad os but that's a huge deal um yeah so i, I really wish i could have tried the bridge model but if i hear that they get the trackpad fixed maybe i'll try it in the future um but as of now i can just say the apple one is really good and the bridge one sounds like it had some major flaws uh, but most of those were not hardware based they were uh, apple software based so we'll see what happens in the future uh so then moving on to the ipad os itself uh that goes the same for both of them um but like i mentioned before uh the ipad os trackpad support does not seem to be working correctly on the bridge model um, so it will be a much better feel on the uh, 
Magic Trackpad. Now, I have everything mentioned in my review, um, but I can briefly go over the OS stuff just because of how amazing I think it is. Um, having the ability to, to use the trackpad on the iPad uh, is... You don't have to have it, and like I said in my review, it is a touch-first uh, device. Um, and I think with that floating design, it does really help with that feeling of, oh, I can touch and use the trackpad. So like if I'm scrolling through Safari, it is easier to scroll with the trackpad uh, versus reaching my hand up to the screen. But then if I am just trying to go through menus and stuff, sometimes I'll just revert to touching the screen because I have the muscle memory and doing quick actions is faster with my hands on a large screen with like this than actually trying to use the little trackpad to move around and click on things and do it that way. So I am actually faster in some ways using the on-screen controls some of the time. But then if I'm doing text selection or I'm editing a podcast in Ferrite and I'm moving the cursor there and stuff, I do I tend to use the trackpad a lot more then. And then I don't have to touch the screen. I can just keep my hands on the keyboard doing shortcuts and then clicking around and doing things. So that it's it really pushes the iPad apart from into feeling more like a work device than a casual device that can also do some higher powered things. Um, I really like to mess around with like photo editing apps and, and maybe video editing apps just to see how well the, the cursor support uh, works with that and being able to, a big deal is being able like if you're using sliders and stuff, you have a lot more control using the trackpad than you do using your finger on the screen. And so I feel like that would be a little easier. Um, but anyway, that's not really a comparison between the bridge and this. It's just I can't help but talk about it because it's really changing the way I use the iPad. So hopefully in the future then we'll we'll see more done from Apple to open this up for to work better with other uh keyboards like the bridge one and and something i'd really like to see is i'd love to see other third parties making keyboard cases and maybe meeting somewhere in the middle between the um, magic keyboard design and the bridge design i don't know uh one thing i don't think i really talked about that much is uh actually two things here there's a couple things to wrap up here uh first let me quickly talk about function keys apple keyboard doesn't have function keys um it sucks but you get used to it uh, again, with the key, the iPad being closer to you, it's not hard to swipe down from Control Center and switch it quick, like brightness and all of that and media controls. But as soon as I put the iPad back on the um, bridge keyboard, I feel right at home hitting brightness controls, play pause, volume controls, lock screen, uh, home screen button and all of that. Um, yeah, I wish they were on here, but I don't think they could have physically fit. Um, so, yeah, you got to work with what you get. Um, and maybe if Apple redesigned this, they could find a way to put something on. One thing I've heard is being able to maybe to, to change the uh, globe key on the lower left of the iPad to be a f like a separate function key that would allow you to use like the number keys um, as variables. So you could have like uh, globe, which would count as function, plus one equals um, brightness up or brightness down it would be a very power user thing as you wouldn't actually be able to see on the keycaps what you were doing. Um, so maybe something like that would satisfy some of us more uh, higher end users who really like to nerd out and have lots of crazy keyboard shortcuts and stuff. I don't know, whatever. It's, it's not a huge deal to me. People complain about the lack of escape key. I wasn't really using it before. I'm not missing it now. Um, I'm sure if I was using higher powered apps more, maybe I'd notice it and, and whatever, I don't even necessarily know what uses it has in that many applications. Um, but I'm sure there's very specific uses where I'd use it a lot 
that it would be noticeable. I think command period is a shortcut for escape on iPad um, as well as Mac. Um, so there's that, but um, definitely doesn't replace a, a physical key if that's what you really need. Um, so yeah, more options with function keys would be nice, but I don't think it's the end of the world for me. But anyway, the other thing was Bluetooth. Um, the Magic Keyboard uses the dot connector to connect the iPad to it, um, which is uh, something I, I really hated when I heard about the bridge would not having um, a dot connector connection. I was like, why couldn't they have just done that and made it hook, hook up to the dot connector instead of doing Bluetooth as I find Bluetooth to be kind of finicky. Now, after I've used uh, the Bridge Pro one here, um, the Bluetooth is so good on the Bridge Pro that I don't really notice um, the fact that it's not tr hardware connected to it. The input lag is, feels very minimal, and I don't I don't really think about it. The only time I do is when I turn Bluetooth off on the iPad for some reason, um, and then of course the keyboard stops working. But other than that, it reconnects very quickly. It's some it's almost seamless. Like if the keyboard's asleep and I tap the keyboard and it wakes right up. Um, the one downside then, of course, is that um, you have to charge the keyboard. Uh, Bridge says it lasts about three months. Um, I haven't even had it three months, so I can't say it's lasted fine for me. Um, and you can charge the iPad off of the keyboard if you really want to with a, a double-sided USB-C cable, which is cool, uh, but I would really, uh, iPad would suck that battery dry very quickly. Um, so I think overall that's not really a function you'd almost ever use, um, unless it was a pure emergency. Um, so overall I really think the iPad has the better system, um, but then of, of course you have to have a back case for that to work, uh, so I'm not really sure what else they could do as far as functionality um, for that. Another thing I forgot to mention is the USB-C port on the Magic Keyboard, which is a, a definite plus over the bridge one. Um, in the spine of the uh, hinge on the left side, there's actually a USB-C port that allows you to do pass-through charging through the dock connector. Um, and it allows you to get close to 100% charging that you could standardly through the iPad. It doesn't support fast charging um, like the main iPad port does, but it does pretty near support full charging. Um, so it's super handy on a desk. You can just plug it in. You don't have a cable sticking out the side of your iPad. It's at the base of the keyboard, um, so it seems very seamless. And then you can still plug in different peripherals into the iPad itself. So you basically have a two-port iPad, one being dedicated to power. Um, so that's really great. Well, I think that about wraps up my comparison. I'm not sure if there's anything else I haven't been thinking of. Um, yeah, the... <laughs> The hard thing for me is that they're two very different devices that are trying to mimic the same thing. They just took very different paths to get there. In the end, I'm really torn. If the if they were the same price, I think it would be a lot easier to say go Magic Trackpad or go Magic Keyboard. Um, but since the Bridge one, I think the Pro, well, the Pro model I have here, I was able to get that used for eighty bucks on eBay. Um, and think I think knew it was like one fifty. So. I mean, definitely high, but not out of this world high like Apple's. Um, then the Pro Plus model, I think my unit, the 12.9 unit, would have been $230, um, which again, it's even more, very, very high, get into premium, well, that is premium range. That's it. 
at the time I thought it was crazy freaking high. Uh, and so Apple did theirs. And of course it's, you know, I reset everything and calibrate to Apple, whatever. Uh, then Apple released theirs for 350. So it's, you're comparing two high end peripherals. Um, if you're a casual user, you shouldn't really be looking at these in the first place unless you have the money to do it. Um, then if you are looking at these, the price shouldn't be a huge factor to you. Uh, it's just you're in such a high range already. Even though, yes, it is a full $120 more, you're just, you, you've uh, given so much already that you may as well get the one that will actually work for you long term. Um, and so you have to choose between those. There's different drawbacks between them. I think if the... Well, definitely if the Pro Plus, the Bridge Pro Plus, had a, a functioning trackpad that worked well with iPadOS, I would have bought that and compared the two. Uh, but currently, I just don't think there's a point in testing it and then returning it and still not knowing if it is actually a plausible device. Um, if they do fix it, I'm going to buy it and test it most likely. Um, I think the jury is still out on if the magic keyboard is the total package or not. Um, so I really like to see third parties and stuff get into this, but yeah, trying to get back to actually <laughs> doing a one-to-one comparison here at, in the end and giving my verdict on these, you shouldn't buy either of these unless you know you have to, I was going to say want to, but a lot of people want to, few people need to, and but some people just have to have it because they do. And that's kind of the boat I'm in. Um, yeah, you you shouldn't get either one of these. But if you're going to buy one, you're going to have to buy the Magic Keyboard. Well, maybe not. So if the trackpad is not a deal breaker, I would definitely look at the um, Bridge Pro. Because you get the laptop viewing angles and feel... Um, while not spending that insane premium, you can get that at 150. I think it is for the 12.9, or on eBay you can get them used for under 100. Um, so that's that's definitely an option. And then you can you can start looking at Apple's folio cases, um, smart keyboard folio cases, which I've never tested. Um, oh, well, I tested them in Apple stores, but I've never actually owned one and used one. Um, but they don't have the viewing angles, of course, that the that the the bridge would. So that's a whole other comparison that we're not getting into. But there is kind of a sensible range where you want the keyboard and you want, or you sorry, you want the iPad and you want a keyboard attached to it permanently. There are some other options, but then once you get into this high end range, like I said, I think unless you also know you need or have to have the trackpad, you shouldn't be looking at either of these these devices. But if you do know that you have to have it. I think you got to go Apple right now. And if um, Bridge through software updates from Apple is able to get um, their device working well again, great. We'll te- I'll test that. Um, and maybe there's a chance I would be interested in that again. But uh, another thing I even another even another thing I forgot to mention here is the magnetic connection that the iPad has to the to the uh, Magic Keyboard. Popping it on and off is super easy, and I've actually been using my, uh, because of this device's limiting in your viewing angles and your use cases, I've actually been using it without a case a lot of times, and that's, I've really had a new love for the iPad again, uh, in its lightness and sleekness without anything on it, um, 
Whereas with the bridge one, I was more tempted to keep it in it just because I could flip it around and, and have more functionality. But then I was having two iPads basically connected together in weight. So I could flip flop back on this all day. But at the end of the day, go Magic Keyboard if you have to have one.